Twilight Saga Fan Podcast, episode number 31. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Twilight Saga Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. So here we are. We are in the studio to give our review of the movie Eclipse. Now, by the way, for those of you who have not yet seen the movie, please come back and listen to this after you have seen Eclipse. Right. Here's the situation. As you all know, Stephanie and I did not go into this, to this with very high expectation. I, I went into it with very low expectations because I personally think the first two movies were absolutely horrendous. <laughs> they, they were. They, they really were horrendous. Were. All right. However, however, this movie, and I'm going to say it, even though I have read the book, I am going to say that this movie was amazing outstanding totally off awesome (laughs) and darn near perfect i think i have to agree with you i don't i don't think i know that i agree with you this was hands down the best movie um i can't say it better than my 10 year old daughter said it on the way out of the theater she said david slade you just put the first two directors in their place it was fantastic. Um, this one, it, it stayed truer to the book. Yes. This movie did than the other two. And, you know, the things that um, that were changed really didn't, they, they really weren't huge things. Now, I remember, because we just recorded our, our review of the short Second Life of Brie Tanner last night. And I said that there were some things in the trailer that that had me nervous and that I was already upset about that they had done this. But in the grand scheme of the movie, of having of having it all together at one time, um, they they stayed true to the important dialogues that went on in the book. Yes. Between the characters. Yes. My the thing I loved about the movie is that it made the backstories the three backstories very interesting they did whereas the three backstories when i was reading the book were boring as all get out i mean i was totally not interested whatsoever right but the three backstories in the movie were done in such a way that visually it was it was done well and it was condensed greatly right for for the <laughs> big screen and i really did enjoy it um so the three backstories obviously that i'm talking about is jasper's backstory number one um then there was um oh rose rose Ro- rosalie rosalie. Mm-hmm. rosalie's backstory and then there was the quillute tribes backstory and I enjoyed all three backstories. I think they were done very well and 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 made me appreciate those parts of the story a whole lot more. And I must say that I'm very thankful 
that we read the short second life of Brie Tanner right. before seeing this movie because it made all of that even so much more enjoyable. And I can't imagine how different it must have been to watch those scenes and not have an understanding of who Riley is. And, and But Riley, we would have gotten a little bit more out of the movie. But obviously, without reading The Short Second Life of Brie Tanner, we would not know who that girl is. She right. would just be a nobody. You know, I think that they, if I was really going to pick anything out, uh, they did her wrong. Yeah, I, I think. I felt a little bit like that. I, I felt like they did her wrong. Um, because in the book, she had accepted her fate. Like, she knew that the Cullens had spared her. Um and she knew that they were trying to spare her with the Volturi, but it wasn't their decision. But she showed no fear. Right. You know, she had accepted her fate and she showed no fear. Did it say that she no- showed no fear? I mean, I, I know it she didn't say those words. See, but I, I don't know. I, th- I think that, I mean, she had accepted her fate even there. But still, if she she wanted to live, she, she was hoping to live. And I, I think she, I think they showed her react in a way that would be okay. in line with that. Okay. But she did, she did, she looked I a lot different than I pictured her looking. She seemed, right. she seemed so much younger than I had pictured her. Well, no, her. she's 15. Well, she, obviously I didn't pay that, that much attention to the okay. beginning of the story. So okay. I had no clue that she was right. 15. She was 15. So that, I guess that makes sense. And I, yeah. for some reason I wasn't picturing Brie Tanner with uh as a brunette okay i was thinking of her as a blonde for some reason i thought she was redhead so anyway (laughs) i don't i don't remember yeah but but as you were reading the story i i I was picturing a brunette young lady for some reason she is brunette in the movie so that's i meant blonde okay but anyway um following along i want to say that there was one scene that was missing what was that and i was very much looking for i was looking forward to um alice in the diner Oh, yeah, of Jasper's story. They didn't show him. I I wanted to see that. I wanted to see the first time they set eyes on one another. And her actually saying, I've been waiting for you. Right. And he didn't know how to react to that. That's what I wanted to see. Although I did love when she comes into the story and he's telling it to Bella and she comes in and says, you kept me waiting a long time. And he said, "Um, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm sorry to keep you waiting, ma'am, or something like that, right? Yeah, something okay, like anyway, that. Okay, um, anyway, that was cute. Yeah. I really love that they they showed that, the depth of their relationship, I think, you want to know in some, this movie. You want to know something else I really enjoyed in this movie? What? The color. Seriously, it wasn't cloudy blue like the first one. Oh, gosh, the first one is depressing just to even look at the it screen. It is. It, the, so it's oh, it's it like it, it is cloudy blue through which she Twilight, did on purpose. Catherine Hardwick did on purpose, and you when you, we disagree, and I disagree with that. Uh, and then and then New Moon is like sepia tone. <laughs> you know, it, it's like it's some. It's like they filmed it in a dust bowl or something. Okay, all right. But this one was vibrant and and bright, and I the colors were rich and full of the meadow. Full of color. The meadow was gorgeous. The party, the the Cullen's house is absolutely, I mean, it's like, it's like Ken and Barbie's dream house. Okay, but it's still the wrong house. 
I don't care. I do. I don't. I do. Details, people. It's still the wrong house. I more do than one not time. Care more than one time in the course of this series, she describes that house, and it is not what they show in the movie. But I do like the house. The house in the movie, in the movie is the way it ought to have been. Stephanie Meyer, you need to go back and no. just re, like do a new edition no, of your book. Because I think that the house. Hey, my sister just popped up. Yep. Um, I think that the house shows who they are and that that it is it, it there is a part of them um when you walk in that is modern and um changing with the time that they have that they have been but the outside is this old exquisite um beautiful white victorian house but not victorian but anyway so um I think that it it describes who they are and that they lost some of that by by doing that wrong. But I do love the house. The house. I just hate that it's wrong. That's all. I love the house. So um, I will tell you one thing. So you loved the color in this movie, which I totally agree with you on. The color was fantastic. But can I say that's a bad hat, Harry? The wigs in this movie were horrible. Yes, they were. (laughs) Um. We f- we saw the Barbie doll scene. That we saw the Barbie doll scene, which um, from the time we saw it on the trailer, we're like, that just looks like action figures. I saw that in the trailer, and I'm thinking, oh, this movie's gonna suck too. Yeah. But I it mean, didn't. It's, it's gonna be really bad. But it didn't. And it I didn't. think that in the movie, it gets it really is is the perfect way to describe that they can freeze like statues. Mm-hmm. You know, they they stand perfectly still, and to understand that they were listening and hearing, you know, trying to hear Victoria in the woods yeah. and everything. I think that it is better described in the movie than just seeing the you know the action heroes yes. on um on a on a trailer clip. Yeah. But um. But I have to say, um, Rosalie's hair wasn't looking so hot. Jasper's hair was probably his own hair, but still wasn't looking so hot. I don't know. I, I thought Rosalie was fine. I thought mm, Jasper's it's supposed was to weird. Be, it's supposed to be curly and wavy and it was straight and eh. I just didn't dig it. Okay. Somebody who had some bad hair. Esme. Wa- Esme's Holy hair was cow. horrible through the whole movie. I know. I'm so I mean, sorry, Elizabeth Reeser, but it who was, was doing awful. your awful? The one time it was red, and the other time it was like this really dark black color with like a red. It, it didn't look right, and but it was bad. Her, Esme's hair through the entire movie was just and a there tra- was one train point, wreck. There was because my sister had said to me, she said Bella's hair was so much better in this one than in in New Moon because Bella had bad hair in New Moon. Yeah, and but. Was clearly a wig. Well, she hung out in, with a dog all the time. I mean, <laughs> well, that and it was a wig because um, Kristen Stewart had gotten her hair cut to play. Oh, so um, I had no clue. Joan Jett in The Runaways. Gotcha. Right. All right. I think that's right. Anyway, um, thank you, Megan. <laughs> She's saying yes. My facts are correct. Um, so the movie comes on and they're showing Bella, and I'm like, yeah, the, her, her hair is better. And we're about halfway through. I'm like, who changed her wig? Because that was not better. <laughs> But anyway, so um, the movie was great, though. The movie right? was great. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, of course, it started off with the epilogue of New Moon with the. What's the deal with going backwards? If you're going well, to have a book based on if you're going to have a movie based on a book. Because the goofballs and they left wrote, it out. They left it out. But I the mean, same goofball wrote both. She's written all three screenplays. Well, whatever. So I'm like, fit all your information in one movie. 
so we don't have to backtrack. Well, she must have which got we're going to have to do again. Is she going to do the screenplays for the yeah, next two? Yeah, she's that's good on. because it seems to me like she's maybe uh, <laughs> like practice makes perfect. <laughs> I think she's maybe got, by the fourth movie. I think she got. Movie. I think she got some feedback from the first two movies, and well, you know, this is the other did thing. Some good things with this movie. Right. This was the other thing that Samantha and I. Samantha's my sister. For those who don't know, we're talking about today was that. Um, Okay, it's understandable with Twilight because with Twilight, you're writing a screenplay based on this book. Okay, you want to make the author happy. You want to make the um, production company happy. You know, the 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 um, the movie makers and um, obviously the director has to think that it's a script that they can work with. And and so so for for Twilight, it's understandable. But Twilight became a phenomenon, and so with New Moon, I think she should have went into the writing. With maybe a little bit more fan pleasing mode, right. you know, I think that there had to be there had to come a point in writing the screenplays that you have to know you're not just pleasing the author of the book or the the person who's going to be directing it or the production company who's going to be putting it out. There are people out here who are going to scrutinize every word you write on a page, yeah, and everything that the director decides to put into the movie. And um, so I think she did much better this time. Yeah, I loved it. Much better. Um, and and I loved it. But I don't like the backtracking. Okay, there were a couple lines that were not in the book that were in the movie that were hilarious. Hilarious one-liners going on in this movie, weren't they? Very funny. Yes. So, so Jacob calls himself the, uh, 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 a, a butt. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and, which our daughter loved, yes, by the way. Yes, because, she did. Okay, no, go away. No. And, um, that, that was funny. That, that was, that was funny and also oh, true. Yes. Um, Edward says, doesn't he own a shirt? Which got, gets me to thinking, you know, it, it, I mean, not that I want to see anything, but, you know, if the storyline here is that these guys don't run around with shirts because, you know, they're trans morphing back and forth or whatever. Leah Clearwater, I mean, she gets to wear a shirt. Well, maybe she carries her shorts around one ankle and her shirt around the other. But the guys have already confessed that it's too much. Well, Jacob has already confessed that it's too much to carry. Yeah. To carry a shirt. Just saying. I'm saying, I don't think a shirt is that heavy. Yeah. Jean shorts got to be heavier. <laughs> Although I'm glad he doesn't go without shorts. Yes. I must say. All right. So what else is in this movie? Um. I, it, it, okay. It, here's the thing. First and foremost, nothing was drawn out. Nothing was drawn out. Movie had a great pace. Really did. From beginning to the end. And Kept I think it brings every single important element right. from the story is in here did a fantastic job of coming out of the depression of new moon yes. new moon is a depressing story it's a horrible story it just is and um so did a fantastic job of of coming out of that yeah i really enjoyed the it. one thing i noticed is that um there you know there are some details obviously in here this is okay i'm, I'm gonna be fair here be fair all right so obviously I'm very harsh on the first two movies because I've read the book and the books are so much better. Right. Now, here's a case where the book Eclipse is a great deal better than the movie. 
but the movie was still totally awesome. Absolutely. How and there are a couple places where the movie actually was better than the book. Okay. All right. Tell me where. Okay. Well, the movie is better than the book, like I said in the mm-hmm. the flashbacks, okay? The movie was better than the book in that it was it had a little bit more funny one-liners yes, in it. it did. But the book was better, although I'm still saying the, the movie is awesome. Mm-hmm. The book was still better with some of the nicer details, such as uh, The Rock, you know, yes. the, the heart yes. bracelet. Uh, we didn't get the fact that he played it off as just yes. some kind of hand-me-down or whatever. Right. and. Right. We didn't like get Alice being all, yeah. We, and we didn't get Alice getting all. We didn't all ex- get enough Alice in this movie. No, we didn't. We didn't get enough of Alice's like, oh my gosh, you're getting married? Yeah. yeah and and right. you're going to, you right. know, and, and all that That's stuff. That's not a yes, but it will be. <laughs> yeah. There, so there, I mean, here's what I'm saying is that the book is so much better that you get so much more of the story, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like they left anything mission critical out. Right. You know, you just get a whole lot more. So this is one of those things where you you go see the movie and it's awesome. Mm -hmm. And you go read the book and and then all of a sudden you think, wow, the movie was good. But man, there's so much more of a rich backstory here. Wow, this makes me appreciate that movie so much more. And I, I never thought I would say that about a Twilight Saga movie. And this gives me, and I must say, and I'm, uh, I'm afraid no, to say, I'm not going to say it. I'm my expectations now. The bar has been lifted. I'm telling you, Bill Condon, the I'm, pressure is on. The bar is lifted, and which, my, for those of you who don't know, who he will be the director of both parts of Breaking Dawn, which will be two movies. Uh the I my expectations are high. I'm telling you, I just. I don't care. I don't want to. You haven't even read the book yet. <laughs> I don't. It doesn't matter. But my expectations have been raised. When you start in that book there, dear. Uh, soon. soon. Um, one thing. Okay, there's two things. I'm hoping that if Samantha is still in the chat room. Samantha, are you still in the chat she's room? She's there. Um, she'll hear that. In, she'll hear you in about 20 seconds. Yeah, she'll hear me and she will answer this. Okay, so here are two things that they didn't leave out. The first, I know, and I'm going to tell you. The second, I'm hoping Samantha will remember and type in and then I can tell you, was that um, they didn't talk about they talked about imprinting jacob explained imprinting and talked about you know um um, what's his name sam imprinting with emily Mm -hmm. and how he didn't have a choice and it's more it's like greater than gravity gravity no longer holds you here she does okay explained that but they didn't explain quill imprinting um and and the thing is, is that you mean the boy, the one that imprinted the, to a little girl, the two year old. Yes. Yeah, I'm glad they left that okay, out. No, hold on. Here's the thing. They need to. OK, in the book. They think that imprinting is very rare, that it's a very rare thing. And it happened with with Sam and, you know, that's it. But then it happens to Quill and then it happens to um does it happen to next? The okay. one I always forget whose name it is. I don't know. Um. Anyway, I always forget his name. I apologize. Wolf Boy. And then it happens to Paul. And the, so it becomes more frequent. And, you know, and and it starts to make Jacob nervous because he doesn't want to imprint because he only sees Bella. Right. Okay. So they, they didn't they didn't address that. It's becoming more frequent. And there's something else that they left out and I forgot. And um, 
that that could meet and the reason that I, I'm saying these things is that it it could cause a problem in, in the next movie and they could have to backtrack. But um Yeah, you know, I think that's so. I, I think that's something they can they can backtrack. They won't have to completely backtrack. I think they can just fill in. Yeah, there's another one too. There's ways to um, do that to include all that stuff. Right. But they shouldn't have to. So because it could have been easily part of that of that conversation. Um, I loved that they kept the dialogue so true. You know, it wasn't it wasn't word for word, but it was um but it was it was very close. Yeah. Are you following along with me? Nope. Not at all. I just whatever you just said, I didn't get. I was oh, not in a one different. Bit, huh? I was in a different world. <laughs> Sorry. Clearly, <laughs> that happens from time. It's hot in here. It is so. I was. It, it when is we, so hot in here, and I can't breathe. I've and been I'm like, like burning oh. up since we left the theater, and like why is ready it so to, warm in here? It's not just in here. Well, it may be just it's, in, it's here, in here, but I am like I feel like yeah. I, I think I'm a werewolf now, and my temperature's like. 109 108.8 gotcha well i'll tell you what yes okay my favorite chapter in eclipse is chapter 22 fire and ice in the tent i thought they did it very well it was done very well they left well. out the space heater crack but I, yeah. they did it very well and i enjoyed it yes i did i enjoyed the whole movie it's fantastic it's one of those the ones. fight scenes were awesome yep now here's the other thing i want to say is that twilight uh, soundtrack the 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 Twilight soundtrack was great. Uh, New Moon I didn't like it at first, and now I it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. And uh, the I was soundtrack we bought before we got home. Yeah, I liked the music as I was hearing it in the movie, and I can tell that it's going to be again one of those ones that it's going to take a little bit for some of the songs to grow on me. But I bet you this is going to be another soundtrack that I listen to on a yeah, re- pretty regular basis. Yeah, this is a really basis. good, really good soundtrack. And I have to say that um, Jared is the wolf boy that I forget about all the time. There you go. Thank you, Megan. All right. So, everybody, that is our review of Twilight Eclipse. And we will be back. We could totally talk about it again, like, after I watch it again, because I will see this movie again. Right. Right. That's what I said. All right. So anyway, folks, thank you for subscribing to the Twilight Saga fan podcast. We will be coming to you soon with uh, Breaking Dawn, I'm sure, within the next couple weeks. And we encourage you to stay subscribed, obviously. And do- You're right. Now that we've seen the movie, I can't wait to start reading the book with you. Yeah, because now I feel like I'm ready to move on. Right. I'm ready to see the next chapter in the story, if you will. And so looking forward to it. And of course, for those of you who are subscribed to the Twilight Saga fan podcast and you have not yet ever heard of Family from the Heart, we encourage you to head over to familyfromtheheart.com. Anyway, until next time, everybody, join join the the community. community.